Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Sunday, the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time. It is July 9th, 2023. Today's reading is taken from the gospel according to St. Matthew. At that time, Jesus exclaimed, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. For although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to little ones. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy, and my burden light. So this is another great reading. Imagine that. All these readings are great readings. (laughs) The words of God himself to us, the human race, to let us know what is our mission, who we are. And Jesus tells us today that our mission is to be loved. Our mission is to be carried, to be cared for. Our mission is peace. Before we give peace, we receive peace. This reading is used when priests will go out and anoint the sick. This reading is heard over and over again by those that are sick, those that are suffering. And it's interesting, it's not just the part at the end about come to me, all you who labor and are burdened. It's rather uh, both parts where the first part is Jesus talks about his father. I mean, he does this all through the gospels, but he says, father, you've hidden things from the wise and the learned. You've revealed them to children. And then he says, my father has revealed everything to me. I know my father and my father knows me. In other words, I mean, there's so much to that. We have to be like children, but Jesus himself is just a little baby boy in the hands of his father. And this is how it works. This is how he's able to be Lord of heaven and earth. This is, this is his identity and he knows who he is. Everything he has comes from the father. And he receives it 100%. He is entirely humble. Do we think about Jesus being humble? You know, a lot of times we think, well, no, of course he's not humble because, you know, he's the conqueror. He's Lord of heaven and earth. He's creator of the stars. There's no humility in that. Yes, there is. Humility is truth. Humility is recognizing Uh, I mean, for us, it's recognizing our strengths and our weaknesses. Jesus has no weaknesses. However, in a sense, he becomes weak in the presence of his father, which, by the way, is always happening. And so Jesus defers to the father. He recognizes the father is the source of his life. The the church fathers, uh, 1,500, 1,700 years ago, defined this in their writings about how the Father eternally generates the Son. We say it in the Creed, begotten. The Father begets the Son. It's as if for all eternity, because there is no time in God, 
The Father is forever and ever and ever giving birth to the Son. So the Son relies on the Father for all things. Imagine, see, when we think of relying on someone else, we think of weakness. Yeah, that's when I'll be humble because I need somebody. I'm sick. I need somebody to take care of me, etc. But in Jesus's humility, now he can command planets. <laughs> he can command stars because he's humble. Because the Father gives it to him. The Father gives him all things. So he explains the relationship. And then the next thing is now you come to me with your labors, your burdens, etc. And I will give you rest. Just as the Father gives me everything and reveals everything to me and gives me all my power and, and everything that's good about me. It's all coming from the Father. Now we wish to give that to you as well. So you don't have to have the burden of pride. Look at me. Look at how great I am. I can rule all these things. I can conquer things. I mean, in this day and age, we're all workaholics. So many people in our society today, perfectionists. Hey, everybody, look at me. And you know where that wound comes from? That wound of perfectionism and workaholism. It comes from... It's, it's part of the father wound that I'm not taking care of, so I have to do it. Very often our fathers give us that workaholism, like I'm only going to love you if you accomplish things for me. I'm only going to love you if you make me look good because you got a trophy in the race, because you got certain grades in school, because you became a certain profession. And that's the opposite of fatherhood. Fatherhood says, I'm going to give you everything and I'm going to bless you. And you can relax, you can be at peace. And it's it's such a filling up of another person with um, just confidence and hope that then that person does go on to do great things. But it's not because the father demanded it. It's not because the father said, well, I need you to do this or I'm holding back my love. It's rather because the father loves a person so much the person is just motivated there's so much motivation. There's so much energy inside. Like, you know, I'm, I have the best dad in the world and I'm going to be just like dad kind of thing. So it's an amazing thought. First, we have to rest. First, we have to be at peace. We have to allow ourselves to be carried. I mean, this is the purpose of the way human life goes. As babies, we're, we're carried. We, we need that humility at the beginning and the end. We really need the humility in the middle too, but that's very often where we lose it because we become self-sufficient. We think we can do it all. So this is so important. That's why it's so important that people hear this reading when they're being anointed, when they're dying, when they're very sick, etc. So we then are called to, uh, we're called to receive, we're called to give. First, and this is, you know, a problem with preaching, I think in general is that we presume too much. We presume everybody's already received everything. Everybody's already where they should be. And then we start making demands. Okay, you better do this. You better do that. And I feel as if more and more, we need to just, we need to do a better job of receiving of that humility that says, I can't do anything without my Lord. But still the other side of the message is needed. And that is once I have received, now I'm called to give. Once I've been shepherded, once I've been fed, once I've been led to where I need to go, once I know who I am, now I need to be the source of that for others. We're called to shepherd others. 
So it's a beautiful thing. I just, um, with 4th of July having been this week, I'm thinking of a couple uh, examples in American history. One of my favorite speeches of all time, and I don't even have a full copy of the speech. I've just read little dribs and drabs of it, was uh, Andrew Jackson when he was a general, before he was president, leading uh, you can't even call it an army. It was just a ragtag bunch of militia from all over the place in New Orleans fighting off the British Navy that literally was about to come in and reconquer our country maybe 30 years you know, after they had originally lost the country. Let's see, 30 years? No, that would be more like 40 years. Anyway, they were coming up into New Orleans and they happened to, I mentioned this the other day, they happened to attack one spot and that was the spot that was most heavily fortified and everybody back home was praying. You know, I mean, they could have attacked so many other places and gotten right through and reconquered our country, but they didn't. But he gave a speech at the beginning of this battle. See, New Orleans, <laughs> and it's always the Catholics. New Orleans was a Catholic settlement and it was a party town. Nobody wanted to fight. Everybody just wanted to party. And he came in there. It's just like America right now, the whole country. He, he went in there and he spoke to the people and he said, it is your duty. And he especially focused on the men. Your children are going to be taken into slavery. Your women are going to be raped. The men are going to be killed. The British are going to come in here. They're not playing games. They're going to take over. And we have an obligation and responsibility to step up and do what has to be done in order to save this, this city, in order to save our country. And he challenged them in their, their manhood, their masculinity, in their ability to be shepherds. We have to stand up and we have to fight to protect our land, to protect our people. And he roused them to courage. It makes me think of uh, the movie that came out that I saw this past week, uh, Sound of Freedom. And it's just that movie is so powerful on many levels. It's about the current phenomenon of child sex trafficking. It parallels abortion. I mean, we were thinking about that and talking about that the whole time we watched the movie. And I was with some friends and we were just discussing all the implications. We are a society right now of cowards. We're, we're, we're doing the opposite of what I've just talked about today. Selling our children, killing our children for our own comforts and conveniences, for sickness. There's lots of sickness, and we're catering to the sickness by selling out what's most precious to us and to God, our children. So there were various characters, especially the one character in the movie played by Jim Caviezel, who showed tremendous courage in saying, no, we have to rescue these children. And just the fact that he put the movie out showed tremendous courage because various elements in Hollywood were against it. There are various elements of our leadership right now that are all about the murder, the massacre of children, whether abortion or whether we're talking about the sex trafficking, all that goes into pornography, uh, all these different things happening. And, and these are multi-billion dollar industries. They said child sex trafficking is the fastest growing industry in our society today. So what do we have to do once again, like Andrew Jackson was talking about, like the result of us being fathered, us being shepherded is now we have to do whatever we can to push things in the other direction, whatever we can. Each of us has a unique calling, a unique part to play. But it's that part of saying, okay, I've been fathered. I've been loved. I've been mothered by the Blessed Mother. We've been mothered by our own mothers. 
in this world, our biological mothers. And now we have to be that for those that don't have it. We have to be that for those that are in a position of uh, inadequacy, in, in a position of, of abuse. <clears throat> so the movie was very inspiring, not just for overcoming sex trafficking, but overcoming abortion. And really, I mean, for myself, being very much into teaching and youth ministry and things like that, I mean, so many of our kids, they just desperately need that shepherding, that love, that hope and that courage that come from us giving them whatever, whatever we can give them, the encouragement, the, the ner- learning and knowledge and wisdom, um, and just building them up, the affirmation that's necessary for people, especially our young people, to feel good about themselves. Like I was saying, Jesus is so filled with love, he goes on to be our savior. Jesus then wants to fill us with his love so that we can go on, not because we feel like we need to earn his love, but because we're just overflowing with his love, it's only natural for us then to want to imitate him. I was thinking of another character. I'll just mention this briefly just because it was on my mind. We watched, a few of us watched the other day, The Patriot with Mel Gibson. It's one of my favorite movies and it's about the revolution. And Mel Gibson's character is based on a real life character. I just learned about this this week called the Swamp Fox, who was a, uh, I guess he would have been a retired general from the French and Indian War, who then uh, stepped up during the revolution to help the Revolutionary Army in very unorthodox ways to defeat the British. And uh, it's a great movie, but I now I need to read the real story more. And, and once again, this is a guy, throughout the course of the movie at least, he wrestled with his own, his masculinity and his fatherhood. Because his sons were killed, he had to step up and he had to fight and then he became like this fatherly figure for many in the revolution. And he challenged himself later by saying, you know, if I had just stepped up in the first place, maybe my sons would never have died. If we had fought in the first place, well, you know, was I hiding behind my family, perhaps? And this is what we do as a society. We hide behind our children. We hide behind the weakest for the sake of our own comforts. And we need to reverse that. We need to realize that our strength comes from the Lord. And once I'm filled with that strength, then I'm called to give it to others. And I'm going to end there. I hope everybody has a great Sunday. God bless you. Let's keep each other in prayer and let's continue to be shepherded and shepherd those around us.